and welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Place. And I'm your other host, Hill House from Good Games, Good Vibes on YouTube. Of course, you guys already know that because it's so famous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> it is New Year's Eve when we are Happy recording this. It'll probably be New Year's Day. Yeah, happy New Year's. Uh, we'll see you next year by the time you uh, listen to this. Probably. <laughs> and and um, it's been a crazy year. Um, 2020 has been a crazy year for everything. Um, I think um, I didn't expect it. I didn't actually plan to talk about like the year in review at all, which is probably my fault. But um, just to you say a little That's bit. That's funny. I didn't um, even think about it at all either. That's that's messed up. We didn't even um, think about it. Yeah, I thought about it, but I thought about it late, and I didn't really have time to get anything together. But let me just simply talk a little bit about the year in the sense of 2020 was really messed up for like everything, except for if you made uh, toilet tissue or if you made hand sanitizer, you were probably you know rolling in the dough. But um, I think video games kind of hit a middle ground where. Because everyone was quarantined and at home, uh, video games were very important to a lot of people that never had time for video games before. So I think video games um, had the opportunity to um, be dispersed into like a lot of different um, players out there that, you know, may have not realized that games were, you know, enjoyable to quote adults, you know. There's a lot of people that have probably ridden off video games as a, you know, a hobby or pastime as an adult. But I think that because of the pandemic uh, and the Nintendo Switch, um, it like this last year has kind of probably opened a lot of eyes to video games. Uh, but it is a oh, two-edged yeah, sword with, yeah, it, it's a two-edged sword with video games though, because at the same time that video game sales were up. And the Nintendo Switch was selling out constantly. Um, and Animal Crossing was like the biggest selling game of the year and all that stuff. At the same time, the fact that the pandemic was putting a halt to like development was a real detrimental thing. Um, and I think it couldn't have come at a worse time than at a console launch year. So, yes. There's a lot of upsides from 2020 on video games because of like player base and um, the amount of people that were playing games and buying consoles. But as far as the development yeah. and designing games and consoles and making sure you had enough parts to make enough consoles to meet demand, uh, it was a rough year for that. So <laughs> that being said, I think it's just, I think video games, that's why I said, I think video games for 2020 kind of fell in the middle where they had their ups and they had their downs. They were not totally destroyed as a industry. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So uh, that being said, um, I guess the hope that we can take from that is that whenever we're through all the COVID and the pandemic and 2021 maybe stops like, you know, murdering people. Um <laughs> Um, maybe with all these new gamers that have, you know, emerged, 
um, there can be content for them to actually absorb. So um, I'm hoping that development ends up like getting back on track. I mean, we've seen things like, you know, Halo Infinite was delayed a year. Um, yeah, but because of. But what? It's, you know, you're right. It has been delayed a year, but I've been, you know, little pieces here and there that are coming out and there's not enough to really do a good enough story on it. I don't think they could do it justice, but uh, it, from what I'm understanding, these guys are, they're really putting a lot into it and it's looking really good. Uh, the, the, the little messages that are coming out, you know, from people inside uh, from little things that I'm reading on, you know, you just happen to catch things on message boards sometimes. And uh, I caught something earlier today and I wish I would have screenshotted it. But uh, they were saying that uh, Halo Infinite is looking beautiful and right on track. And they've listened to a lot of the uh, feedback and whatnot. And yeah, it, so it's kind of exciting, you know, especially for people that are Halo players, you know, because it looks like uh, the good thing about all of this that has come out of all of this is these companies are actually listening to their fans. They're listening to the people that play the games and uh, m taking the steps in order to make them better. I wonder if when they were deciding to ult ultimately delay the game. So let's think how much development time there was needed to make the game. And there's probably... I don't know how to say this, but the statement I'm trying to make is that when a, an experienced develop it, developer team and a lead developer tackle a project, they are expected they are expected to have an idea of how long it would take to develop the game, right? <laughs> now, that's kind of a joke because yeah, so many games don't meet that expectation or what they originally thought. So the question is, do they ever have a decent idea of how much time they need to develop a game? Um, so without any bumps in the road, without any uh, changes of direction, without any changes of what console it's going to be on, without any changes of like what person the game is going to be in, under normal circumstances, they probably have a rough idea of how much time it takes to develop a game with XYZ, you know, as whatever the quality, the length of the game, the size of the game, whatever. Um, and the the size of the team that's developing it. So whatever that original like ratio that they had, I feel like yeah. when they delayed Halo Infinite that they're taking into account probably the new 2020 <laughs> version of development time where you have to work from home or there has to be limited amount of people in the office at a time, etc., um, so with all that in play, they may have just realized that delaying Halo Infinite a year made sense because if they were making any type of serious changes to the game, um, it would automatically need way more time than normal. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like in 2021, which is really weird to say, I feel like all these companies will have a better idea of how long it takes to develop a game in quarantine and in pandemic measures. So I feel like we'll get a better idea of how long it takes to, you know, release a game, you know, minus any references to cyberpunk, which is just a whole nother issue because <laughs> we could talk about cyberpunk <laughs> all day, but let's try not to. Um, yeah. There's the fact that it probably shouldn't have been released. 
Actually, truthfully, without a doubt, True. it shouldn't have been released in the in the shape that it was released in. Um, so, yeah, that being said, Cyberpunk probably should have been delayed longer. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it should have been, you know, in the in the bigger picture. Yeah, it, it should have been delayed um, just because of the fact of the problems that they're having right now. I mean, it's and you right. got to admit there's some major issues because it's it's supposed to be next gen and it's not next gen. And it's a lot of people are pissed off about it and it is getting some very bad publicity. But, you know. It, it, hindsight, you know, 2020, but you're right. You know, hopefully these companies are going to learn from the pandemic that it is better to just wait you know, it, it, people, people are going to hate. People are going to say things on social media when they do wait, but it's going to be the minority of it because in the long run, you're just going to have a fantastically epic game that everybody's going to want to own. Right. I mean, we and can't say really it just, enough. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the thing is, we you thought that we had enough examples of this that people would realize that that's the truth. And I think CD Projekt Red was just cornered into... Yeah. releasing something for their shareholders. Um, and I think that's the ultimate problem. I think the fact that there's still an independent developer that has shareholders and is being distributed by Warner Brothers, I believe they're distributed by them. I think that made them pigeonholed. And I think that yeah. made them unable to actually truthfully speak and say that things needed to be done and to basically trust them. Because like a company like Nintendo, if they say they were, they were delaying Animal Crossing like eight months or something crazy, um, hmm. people didn't freak out because Nintendo was a larger company that had already shown that their decisions are usually the better decisions. <laughs> um, and their shareholders are not within just animal crossing their shareholders are within nintendo so even yeah. if animal crossing is a big bump and they want that to release this year um there's other games and the systems and consoles are still selling really well nintendo exactly company, there's a bigger there's a bigger picture to yeah. the whole thing and that's what these guys are right because that that's the problem though with it. it you know is the shareholders that push to have it dropped right away when the developers and the people making the game are probably screaming on the inside. No, you know, let us, let us make this thing beautiful. Cause these, I mean, this is things people work on and you, you have to imagine yeah. that these guys have a lot of pride in what they're doing. I mean, their name is on this. This is part of their portfolio. This is part of their life forever. You know, I mean, this stuff is, going to be around for a very long time. So, you know, people are going to know who you are and that's the thing, uh, the shareholders. Right. And that's one of the things that's killing me the most about, uh, with the whole cyberpunk 2077 thing is that, you know, some of these shareholders are suing them now putting class action lawsuits against them. And, and I just, I, I almost feel like these guys got pushed into releasing a game that wasn't ready. And now they're paying the price for being pushed into releasing a game that wasn't ready. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and and really I, I'm sucks. saying that. The, yeah. And that may be a testament to as much as people are saying that CD Projekt Red was like the golden child, you know, of developers yeah. because they were independent yeah. and they hadn't done any wrongs. Um, maybe there's a limit to how big you can get 
And maybe they just proved yeah. that because which, they got to the point at which they were such a hyped, such a big company that still mm-hmm. is independent, working on original IPs, um, that maybe they hit their limit. Maybe the fact that they got yeah. cornered and you know they could not make that decision to keep pushing it back, um, you know, like if WB owned them and could have stepped in, and WB could have been like, you know, like we have to delay this game because it's you know it's going to tarnish the name of the franchise. If we just delay it, yep. we can have a franchise that we can keep selling, like you know, like a Fallout or something like that. But if you tarnish the name of the original release, you know, there's no franchise, yeah. there's no merchandising, and you know that's where the money is. So um, exactly. So yeah, I, I, it's sad because I feel like they may have proved that there's a limit to how big you can be as a independent developer that is that dependent. <laughs> As independent as they are, yeah. but that dependent on <laughs> shareholders. So, um, exactly. Yeah. So that being said, exactly. Yeah, we just uh, even though I said we were not going to talk about Cyberpunk more than we had to, we just did. But whatever. Um, happy New well, Year. Well, I'm going to because <laughs> I do have a story about Cyberpunk, so it's going to be good. Okay. Well, we'll get back to Cyberpunk in a minute. Um, as far as new <laughs> games that I played this week, I didn't play any new games this week, but there was a game that I forgot to talk about last week. And it was called Haven. Haven is in Game Pass. And I was pretty intrigued by just the synopsis of it before I downloaded it. Um, it was basically kind of like a storybook game, but with a twist. It has a lot of movement throughout a world where you collect things and you go to different areas. As, this is just so far the little bit I've played. You go to different areas to cue different conversations and you still have conversation points. So it's really weird. It's not quite like the Telltale games where you can move around and then when you start talking, it turns into talking mode. Uh, this is this is you move around in first person and then you can also move around in third person and then you can also click on areas to have conversations, which then turns into uh, 2D animated storybook sections. It's really an interesting huh. idea because it's a different kind of twist on a genre that's already been, you know, done to death. But uh, so far, it's it's interesting. I f- totally forgot I started playing it, so now I want to go back and play more of it. Um, it is very well animated. Um, pretty intriguing, like, setup for a story, too. Um, I stopped playing right when something, like, big happened that I won't spoil, but um, the setup for the initial, like, reason you are where you are is actually a pretty cool idea for characters to actually talk about because I see a lot of games that are like this where they have original ideas of putting characters into a situation where you make them make dialogue choices but usually the atmosphere and the location and the you know the where when and why are not intriguing enough for you to actually care about their conversation but this setup for this game was actually like I don't know. It was like not original, like incredibly original, but like what they were actually talking about was something that seemed normal. I guess I guess what I'm saying is I was buying it. I wasn't I didn't feel like I was playing a game with dialogue that was just force fed. It felt like normal things that people would say in the situations that were at hand, you know, it was believable. And that was refreshing. Yeah. Relatable. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Relatable. Um, cool. 
Yeah, I like stuff like that, man. That just makes it it makes it a uh, uh, to me it just feel it, real. It, it's, yeah. it intensifies the experience, you know. Yeah. And uh that is all I played this week. Oh, I do need to add, I know this has nothing to do with video games, but I did watch uh Disney Pixar's Soul that was on Disney Plus that was supposed to be in theaters oh, and yeah. you know, it was on streaming. It was really good. Yeah. I was really impressed by it. I hadn't I've seen I've heard a lot of good things about one. it, man. It's basically inside out, but a little bit different. It's it's weird. It's really weird that it touches on like afterlife stuff. It's really weird to see a Disney movie yeah. address death. Like not just a little bit, but like the whole thing's about the meaning of life and death. It's really crazy. I'm sure it goes well, one over of the things that I read was heads. that it <laughs> Yeah, and, and one of the things that I that I saw that, that somebody said that the message that they kind of got from it was, you know, you you need to you know do everything you can to do what you can while you're here, basically. You know what I mean? You know, live your dreams right. and do good and all that kind of thing. So, just uh, make your mark and be happy with it. You know, before you go, that kind yeah. of thing. So I, I like that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, it's not overly, you know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have an agenda or anything. It's just a message. You know what I mean? I, yeah. It's refreshing. And without spoiling anything, I will say that it is also cool that the movie does not just touch on like one angle of what is life worth. Like what is what is the purpose? Yeah. What is the meaning? What is the drive? It doesn't just touch on one thing and say that that is what you're supposed to think, kids. It has several characters represent different points of view of what matters, and yeah. I think that's really mature. It does not. It does well, not it tell you what's you make right up your and what's own wrong. Mind. Yeah, yeah it lets you make up your own cool. mind, and I like that. Yeah, it's it, like I said, it's a refreshing idea instead of the usual Hollywood, you know, hey, you believe what we tell you to believe bullshit, you know, or there's right. an agenda in a movie, you know, somebody's personal agenda. I really hate that. But, uh, you know, it, it, but this is it sounds like, you know, because I was worried about that when I saw the commercials. I'm like, oh, OK, great. You know, they got to tell us we have to believe this or do this or whatever. And then. You know, what, from what I've been reading and little things is that, you know, just see it because it, it you make up your own mind. Yeah, it's really cool. I really like it. I think you'd awesome. enjoy it. I really encourage you to, if you can watch it. Yeah, I probably will. It. I probably will. Okay. Uh, Without any further ado, unless you got any games that you played this week. Not really, man. Just been uh, just been playing a lot of Overwatch and also I've been playing the uh, 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 Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, I am, like yeah. you said before, when you talked about it, man, I'm absolutely in love with that game. It is like watching a movie the entire time. It is amazing. Uh, it's fun. And I'm having a lot of fun building up his powers and everything and just jacking with people. And uh, yeah, I like the fact that you can, um, you know, once you go through a whole section, you can actually uh, uh, stop and meditate and rest and get back your stems and all your health and everything. And then go back through on the way back to your ship and just kill everybody all over again. And it's 
<laughs> it's so awesome, man, because you can just do everything different. And some of the combo moves are amazing. So, yeah, I I just can't say enough about it. I mean, it's free on uh, X-Pass or X, uh, Xbox Game Pass. And if you got the chance, man, you, you need to download it and play it. It is just a great way to waste some time and just break the path of the regular games that you normally play. Because we all know that we have a main game that we play. And, you know, this is just it's really cool. It's really cool. Definitely. And uh, I guess let's head on to the news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's time for the news, bitch. Okay, so uh, we are once again talking about Sony's, not Sony's, uh, the PlayStation 5's shells. And we've talked yes. about two companies before that have tried to sell shells <laughs> for the PlayStation 5 and with different levels of confidence. Now, Dbrand uh, tweeted out this week, um, they said, the reason we told you to not buy skins for your PlayStation 5 was because, spoiler alert, we're going to make shells for your PlayStation 5. And they said, in this tweet, they said, sue us, Sony. They are so confident that they can legally sell PlayStation 5 shells um, that they're basically challenging Sony to sue them. And I guess they're seeing that... I guess they're seeing that other people have tried to do this and have basically back down because of Sony's presence. And they've just been like, obviously people want this, so let's just do it. And it doesn't make any sense that, you know, yeah, Sony should be able to <laughs> not allow us to sell them because, um, all you're making it is really, a protective cover for that piece of equipment. It doesn't have to be branded by them. You're making something right. to protect that. That's just like WeatherTech that makes those laser-lined floor covers. They're they're not, you know, uh uh branded or represented by Ford or Chevy or Dodge or any of them. They just make these for every damn car that's out there pretty much and to match the color of your your carpets or your interior. Right. Because it's an addition to it. So Sony actually, I, I don't think they have a leg to stand on because they're not capitalizing on the fact that they're making a PlayStation 5 or a console or something. What they're doing is they're they're making something that you can wrap your console in to protect it. You know, right. I, I Sony, and I don't think Sony can do shit. The thing that it is doing is so the PlayStation, if you're not aware of this, the PlayStation 5 has panels on the side that are re removable very easily to the consumer for the purpose of cleaning out the fans and maybe even switching out a drive or something. So they are not, you're not breaking a warranty seal by taking these off. These are designed to be taken off by consumers. So to sell a replacement for those panels, um, is not even encouraging the consumer to break a warranty seal. You're basically telling them yeah. that they can use these. So so the defense would be, we're making these shells and the customer can do whatever they want with it. We're not telling them they have to put them on their PlayStation 5. But, but since you made the PlayStation 5 readily customizable in that one attribute, 
then they can do what they want with it. You know, it's the same reason that like game emulators are completely legal because yes. because as long as the game emulator does not have any games with it, they don't. You know what you do with it is your business. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to be playing illegal, you know, downloads of video games on those emulators. But the person who's providing the emulator has done nothing wrong because, you know, it's for research or historical purposes. What you do with it is, you know, up to you. Uh, you can design your own games for it. So the emulator in itself is not illegal. In the same sense, this is them just making plastic panels. If you put them on your PlayStation, yeah. I think you know, then cool. That's more well, power to you. <laughs> but look at this. What about, look at, look at Otterbox and look at, uh, look at, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's that camo company, man, that everybody right, talks about. But all the, you're describing about, uh, you're describing things that go on they, top of the original thing. This is literally well, taking a piece off of the PlayStation. Yeah, but see, they made it so those pieces are removable. That's the thing. If That's cell phones, what, yeah. if I if iPhone made it so that their case, their you know, you buy a white iPhone, uh, iPhone twelve, and if they made it to where those snapped off, which they do on some of these phones with batteries, that you if you wanted to replace the battery. There's nothing saying that you have to use a an Apple battery. There's nothing saying that you have to use an Apple case because the, for the fact if they make it removable, right. then by you know the transient properties, they basically made it customizable, just like you said. So I mean, right. I, yeah, I mean the whole. I mean, Apple. I, I think a bad you're right, example, though. But other phones oh, no, that I do think, allow you to remove batteries. Yes, I think it was a yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was just thinking in the terms of. You know, let's say you, you know, like when you're trying to uh, a lot of those phones, when you're replacing your SIM card, now they just pop out the side. But back in the day that you used to take the whole case off, you know, right. in order to replace your SIM card. So technically that phone is customizable. And so if you found another case that snapped onto it at one of those little kiosks at the mall and you liked it because, you know, you found one that was all dazzled out or had a picture of a freaking dragon on it and something you liked, then you snap it on there and boom, <laughs> you've got it. You know, to me that you're absolutely right. You're what you explained is is a perfect example of that, dude, that they made it customizable. So therefore, right. they they have no right to say shit about it, because once the consumer buys it, they own it. They can take those off and hell, they can leave them off if they want. Right. In but, the same sense that. Your DualSense controller has to charge with a USB-C cable. Yes. And since it's detachable, you can use any USB-C cable. Exactly. And people could sell you any USB-C cable. So why haven't they had a shit over that? <laughs> right. You need to use our braided $30 cable. <laughs> you know, That's what I'm saying. Or, like, or we're going to come to your house and you know, sue you. Right. Of course, if you take apart your controller, it's totally void yes. of warranty. But I mean, no one's going to say that if you put a boondoggle in the top of your controller's charging ports that you can throw it on a charger like stand. No one's yeah. going to say that breaks warranty because it's a removable piece that is on the outside. I just I feel like these guys are right in the sense that Sony really is not going to go far in court with them. They're just trying to scare people. They're just trying I think to they keep found an attorney that told them exactly what you said, dude. That it's just, all, everybody else has just backed down because Sony is so big. If you right. don't back down, you're going to make a statement. And next thing you know, <laughs> Sony's fucked. 
because they're going to lose a lot of these suits they've been pushing people around for. I mean, let's face facts. Big companies like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, to these little companies like Dbrand, they're bullies, man. They're big bullies. They're like the 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 senior in high school and you're the freshman. And you know, you're going to get a swirly <laughs> one day. But if you stand up to them, you make a name for yourself. You just might win. And I think these guys are going to win this thing. I really do. Maybe that's a bad analogy. I don't know. But uh, it made sense in my head. But yeah, I think these guys are going to beat Sony on this. I think it's an awesome thing. I, I'm so glad you did this story, dude, because yeah, it's, ye, this is just going to be neat. Ye old Sony swirlies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The Sony next, swirly. My next story is that the eShop for the Nintendo Switch was down on Christmas again. This is like the third year in a row <laughs> the that the fuck, eShop dude? has crashed on Christmas. And it's obvious why. Uh, when you open up your Switch, um, it has to access the eShop to download updates, to update the software of the Switch, to download and purchase any games that you may have bought, uh, to download any updates for any games that you got cartridges for. So obviously on Christmas Day, their servers are hit really hard. Uh, and yeah. I guess the most surprising thing is that uh, they still haven't adjusted to how much they sell. Yeah. And that's just surprising. Like, you think they have some idea of how many units they're selling between November and Christmas. And they can be like, look, we've sold, you know, X amount of consoles. All these consoles are going to be booting up Christmas morning and we need to make sure that our servers can handle it. And uh, either they are not paying attention to that or they cannot even do it while being aware of it. It's just, it feels like after three years in a row that they would have figured it out by now. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it's not a power move to be like, yeah, we sold so many systems that our servers keep crashing. No, that's not like great for parents on Christmas morning to see that their kids can't turn on their switches. In addition to that, Parents are not going to be smart enough to be like, oh, their servers are probably really busy right now. <laughs> They're not going to think that. They're going to be like, oh, we got a messed up switch. We're going to have to call, you know, Target, Walmart, GameStop. So suddenly their phones are off the hook and they're going to say, oh, you need to call Nintendo. And then Nintendo cannot like keep up with how many people think that their switches don't work. And then Nintendo has to say, you know, our servers are down because everybody's, you know, booting up their switches for the first time. So <laughs> I feel like maybe next year <laughs> they should have this figured out. Maybe they should rent out some more server space. I don't know. It's just, it's really hilarious that if they did it once, it'd be like, wow, the switch has sold so much that they couldn't precedent how much their servers would get hit. But when it's three years in a row, it's like, wow, they still have not improved their servers in three years. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's kind of so sad. That would be more disappointing. <laughs> It'd be more disappointing <laughs> if they have done nothing to their servers in three years, where it's not that they can't meet the demand because they can't keep up with it. It's just that they've not tried. <laughs> so <laughs> let's hope that um, the eShop servers do not crash next Christmas. And let's hope it's not because Switch sales are down, because that would be ironic if like they sell the least amount of Switches next year. And they're suddenly okay through Christmas and they like tweet about how their servers stayed up and everyone's like thinking, well, you know, your sales were trending 20% down, but whatever. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, that being said, it's just a funny story that, I mean, it's not funny if you were one of those people that got a switch on Christmas. Um, but to me, it it is funny because Nintendo did the same thing like three times in a row. <laughs> but um, oh man. That being said, let me get to my last story. My last story is that a Brazil judge is going after Sony with that whole issue that we talked about. I think it was two to three weeks ago. We talked about if you signed into a PlayStation 5 in a certain uh, time period, you got all these free games for being one of the first people with a PlayStation 5. So obviously people decided to exploit it by on eBay offering to log into your account on their PlayStation 5 and getting you the stuff for, you know, a price. You know, you'd pay like 10 bucks or something and this guy would put it into his, you know, uh, system that would automatically, you know, log into hundreds of accounts within an hour. And um, Sony started banning all of those, <laughs> all of those uh, emails that were doing that on those... Uh, systems that were obviously doing hundreds of accounts within an hour. Now, Sony completely has a right to ban accounts for doing stuff that looks shady or illegal. That's fine. Um, but the Brazil judge is saying that it should not that it should not be banning the console. And I didn't realize that when we first talked about the story. It is not just banning the emails. It is locking the consoles that those emails were set up on. So if you gave someone on eBay your email to get all those games, um, you may be locked out of using, you know, the PlayStation store on anything you try to log in with that email or even set up. So it is banning hardware, not just your account. Now that doesn't make sense to me. I understand it's banning accounts because that sucks in itself, but you could just make a new account and still use whatever Sony product that you owned. Um, so this judge is saying that Sony should not be able to do that because he was so weird is he compared it to televisions. And I think it's a bad comparison. Uh, he said that if you get banned from Netflix from doing like sharing with like a hundred people on the planet or something and Netflix bans your email that it doesn't make your TV not work anymore. <laughs> so basically the judge is saying that if you get a channel or a streaming app banned to your email that you can still use your TV. So the PlayStation should still be usable if you get your account banned. And now, yes, that makes sense on the service level, but the thing that the judge is not addressing is the fact that televisions do not own the software and the applications. Uh, the PlayStation is completely owned by Sony. The uh, software, <laughs> the store, um, everything is owned by Sony except for the games, you know? And even with the games, they have like some sort of license on quite a few of them. Um, so I think the judge is kind of missing a point, but I do think that it is good that somebody is pushing back against Sony banning consoles for this because that seems pretty messed up. Um, it seems like a natural thing. Here's the thing is Sony made a mistake. I'm sorry to be talking about this so long without getting your response to it. No, not <laughs> but at all. Sony Don't worry made about a it. mistake. 
Sony allowing you to get a product from just logging into a PlayStation 5 was a mistake. Um, if they didn't want people to be exploiting it, then they should have put up some <laughs> other parameter. Um, because yeah. they did it the way they did it, they should have just allowed everyone to exploit it because initially the way they released it you know, is what it was. If people went with your rules and then got banned, then that's messed up because all it said was that if you logged in on a PlayStation 5 during this time period that you got this bundle of games, them banning people in the first place, I feel like was messed up because it was Sony's fault for even doing it in the first place. And right. um, yeah, so like it's it's the same with any giveaway. If you decide to do a giveaway and there's like a hole in it and you can't, you realize that it's going to be at a loss suddenly. It's not going to be like any type of uh, recouping of how much you're giving away. Then I mean, that's on you because you made that decision, you know. You need it's, to go into it like know. that anyway. A giveaway, right. you know, if you're a business or a streamer or a podcaster, or any of that, you need to go into it as a giveaway is you're giving it away. You're not looking to recoup it. You're not hoping that you're going to get enough subscribers that day that it's going to recoup everything that you gave away. What you're doing is you're you're helping to grow your channel or your uh, or your uh, community or your followers by doing a giveaway that, you know promotes your channel. It, I mean, right. it, in the end of it all, it's just good for you to do it. So it, it's just so stupid that, to hear these companies do that, man. God, you know, it, it's their own fault. You're I absolutely think, right. You know, they, they, the they made it happen. They should deal with it. Right. And the shadier thing about this is Sony's whole reason for doing this package was to reward people who bought PlayStation fives early while also being the company that was completely fine with bots and scalpers purchasing all of their systems yeah, so that it yeah. looked like they were selling more consoles. So that's pretty messed up to then get after people for trying to log in on other PlayStation 5s because yeah. they couldn't freaking find one under $1,000. I think it's really shady that Sony did it in the first place. And I think the whole fact that they were rewarding people for, I guess, paying $1,000 for a PlayStation, I don't know. It's just like feeding the trolls at that point where Sony was so wow. happy with what scalpers were doing to their sale numbers that they decided to, I guess, drive the stake into the consumer. It's just, it's just really ridiculous that they even did that. Like, it would have been better if they did a giveaway of a bunch of games in like February when everyone that wanted a PlayStation 5 probably already had one. Not, you know, during December when everyone was, you know, trying to pay whatever they could for a PlayStation 5. You know, it's just, yeah. it's really messed up on all angles. And the fact that Sony didn't deal with it like, you know, they should have dealt with it. And then banning consoles is like the worst part. The actual hardware being banned yeah. is crazy. It is. Um, so I, d I do agree with the judge saying that Sony kind of is going a little too far, but his analogy that he used as the reasoning is a little bit, you know, it's got holes in it. Yeah. But I do well, agree with the fact that Sony, Sony has gone a little bit crazy with, um, not not being really great with the consumer right now. And that, that's really crazy. 
Um, no, they're really Sony not. It, it's a, it's a complete 180. <laughs> yeah, it's a complete 180 from what they've been used to do. I mean, think about it. You know, so everybody was all about Sony and PlayStation because, um, you know, they had the, the best console. Uh, their customer service was awesome. People were, you know, they were taken care of. They didn't have to worry about it. And now it's like, you know, uh, a complete they've always been. They've always What's been that? disconnected, though. They've always been disconnected. Yeah, but from it the seems consumer. like it's more. I've of never a gone anywhere now. with their customer service. Really? Yeah, I think it's just. Because I've always I heard nothing but good shit about on, them. Like blast. Not yeah, compared to Microsoft. Yeah. Microsoft's customer service is like head and heels you know, and, over Sony, and, and Nintendo's even better than Sony. And Xbox Series X and S is in its own right is doing quite well I, you could call that the sale and the launch of the x and s a success i mean because you're not hearing a lot of bad stuff a lot of bad publicity about uh microsoft or xbox right now you know uh, i mean it's yeah. other Here's than the truth you know yeah. other than some people being pissed off about halo infinite being delayed but it's it, they they need to suck that up because i'm telling you right now from if you just follow it and watch, you are going to be extremely happy with it being delayed if you are an infinite or a Halo player. So, you know, just kick back and enjoy, man. Just wait, because I'm telling you, Microsoft is making uh, lemonade out of lemons, man. Sony's not. Sony's fucking yeah. taking a shit on that lemonade stand. And they don't care about it. It's really yeah. the attitude they seem to have right now. They're going to lose and they're going to suffer for it if they don't fix the problem. Yeah, so I, I didn't mean to talk about the console war again, but let's talk about yeah. it. Um, right now, the biggest thing that's going against Xbox um, is the fact that they don't have a bunch of exclusive games at yeah. launch of the X and the S. Actually, they have like zero. Um, so yes, that is like, if they had like three or four exclusive titles right now, um, it yeah. would be a real console war. But they uh, do have but, upcoming releases of exclusives, the medium and Halo. Well, Halo Infinite is being delayed, but the medium, that one, yeah. we haven't heard a delay on that. So it, it, that's going to be an exclusive. So, I mean, that's that's something that could just right. set it on fire right there. So I've been thinking about this and I was like thinking, well, Xbox is buying a bunch of companies up. And they're going to have their exclusives and it's going to be a tighter console war again because they're going to have their main exclusives. But yeah. the problem with that theory is Phil Spencer has already relayed that like the next three Ubisoft, not Ubisoft, the next three um, Bethesda games that were already uh -huh. going to be on all consoles are still going to be on all consoles. That he's yes. not going to take that away from gamers because... That's Xbox's whole theory of everything is allow yes. more people to play things and make everyone happy. Same with Minecraft. When they bought Minecraft, they didn't take it off anything. I mean, you could argue that Minecraft has microtransactions, so why would you? But um, yes, um, that really goes but against it, the theories of why Microsoft is buying so many companies. Because if they're still going to allow people to play those games on all consoles, then what's the point? Well, here's the well, point. Well, think about it, though. They're yeah, trying to the make point Game is, Pass very cheap. Yes. Yes. So what's going to happen is That's even if Xbox... Yeah, they're putting all their, their chips into Game Pass. So if two years from now, Xbox still has no exclusive games in comparison to what PlayStation has, 
The thing is, Game Pass versus PlayStation Now or whatever it's called, Game Pass is going to look amazing because it's going to have every like freaking Bethesda title in it. They've already partnered with EA and it's just going to be like a massive deal. And I think that's what they're doing. And I think they're playing that right because they're playing it so that Game Pass is selling their systems and they're not even shy about that anymore. They are putting it in the marketing for buying the console. It tells you how much Game Pass is. It tells you like what it costs to have hundreds of titles of games per year, you know. Uh, they are selling consoles as Game Pass machines, basically. Yeah. And that is what their whole angle of their business is right now. And I think it's good because what it does is it doesn't make them look like an asshole by just having a bunch of exclusive games that Sony players can't play. Because with the market still being, I don't know, 70% Sony versus 30% Xbox players, mm -hmm. um, if if Xbox had a really good exclusive game, it would piss a lot of people off because they'd be like, man, and I don't want to buy an that's Xbox what I'm just happens to play to that the game. Medium. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping happens to the medium. I hope the medium just is like fire and people are just they want to play it and they end up having to buy an Xbox, you know, and that's that's fine. Right. And people who seriously love games, if that's what happens, then, yes, I could understand the whole thing about it. But at the same token of what you just said, you know, where they're making it to it's, you know, why piss everybody yeah. off? It's just a good business pattern. It, at the same time, you're thinking, OK, yeah. It may draw people in to want to uh, uh, join the Xbox and the Microsoft family. It may draw these folks in and they want to go it's, ahead and be a part of this. Right. But, but but I think it's all about those that Game don't Pass. those. That, yeah. You know, that's a that's a huge part of it, man. I mean, that's a big, huge part of it, I think, because I was thinking that same thing. Game Pass is an extremely attractive deal and a lot of people want to get a part of that. But Microsoft is also going to be catering those games, why they will not take them from all platforms is because why not those people who don't absolutely will not those diehard PlayStation fans or Sony fans that will always have a PlayStation, they can still play the game. So why not make 60 bucks right. off of that guy playing the game? Plus the PC people. I mean, it's just, right. it's just a, to the me, PC it's a smart people business is what I was about model. to touch on. It's a smart business model, man, because you're catering to everyone, but you're still, bringing people over right. to the dark side and letting them buy an Xbox. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the thing is, they're, <laughs> just, they're, I love they're it. so hinged. They're so hinged on Game Pass. I think it's so yeah. funny. If someone was like a Sony fanboy, they must be like laughing their heads off listening to us because we get way too riled up about Game Pass. But here's the thing. I, I, yeah, they're but putting I love it. All of their, they're putting all their chips into Game Pass and they are doing it so hard that even if Medium is like the game that everyone has to play in January, um, there's going to be that guy that's going to be like, you know what? Medium looks great, but I am never going to own an Xbox because yeah. I am 100% Sony. And then Xbox, and then Microsoft comes in and says, you know, it's on, it's on Game Pass Ultimate. That means uh, for a dollar, you can play it for three months on your PC. <laughs> you know? And they're like, God damn it. Because that's how they get you is you don't even yeah. have to have an Xbox now. Now they can be like, yeah. you know what? You don't have to buy an Xbox. You could just you could just play it on your PC, man. You can you could be PlayStation all the way. That's fine. And that's I use what, it that's for what's both. so crazy. 
I use yeah, it for both and- my Xbox and my PC because I'll tell you, if if you haven't looked into Game Pass, and I know what he was saying about the whole fanboy thing, and it, it, <laughs> I mean, we are some serious, you, you know, Game you Pass fanboys. You don't even have to have an Xbox. All you have exactly. to have is a computer. <laughs> exactly. That's the cool thing about it. And the thing is, there are several games on there that I would rather play on PC than on Xbox. So I have them for free on my PC. And it, it I mean, basically it's worth it. Cause if you think about it, what are you paying? Uh, is it, it's like 14 bucks a month or something like that for ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you think about it, you're playing all these games, the, the amount of time you're getting out of the five, six, seven games that you may play re- religiously that you find on there that you've never owned before. Yeah. You're, you're getting a huge deal. I mean, it's just a huge deal. Right. So to me, it's just, it's awesome. And, and I've mentioned it before that game sharing is one of the biggest things. Oh yeah. The fact that if you have two people in the house that play a game, you have to buy games only half as much as other people. Yeah. But here's the thing, even with game pass, now that you can game share game pass, you don't even have to have two Xboxes. So if my account had a game pass account, I could log in on my PC and play with anyone that logged into my Xbox because it shares Game Pass with anyone on my Xbox. So if I had one Xbox, I could play with anyone also if I was on my PC. So we used to talk about game share. If you have two Xboxes, you could play, you know, any game you own both places. Well, now with Game Pass, you can do it with a PC. It's crazy. You don't even have to have two Xboxes anymore. Um, You can have Game Pass... As long as as long as your console is set as your home console and you have it set to share games with anyone that logs in, it's it's just like you don't even have to think about it anymore. Anyone that logs in has full access to your game pass and you can be you can just go grab your laptop and, you know, play with the same person in the same room. It's just insane. Exactly. But yeah. But yeah, that's that's all I have for news. I didn't mean to go on a whole rant about it. Oh no, you're good, bro. You're good, and because you know, actually, I blame it, you. It segues, <laughs> it's, it segues nicely into my uh, first story, uh, which is about Phil Spencer. Um, this is one of the reasons why I kind of like this guy. I mean, he every time I've seen videos of him talking about anything, he's obviously you know the head of of Xbox. He's you know the man over there. He's uh, you know the guy has been working for. Microsoft since 1988. I mean, and he's worked his way up. So it's like, you know, he just seems like a really cool dude. And I've always thought that, you know, because he's very straight up and uh, honest and, you know, a gamer from, you know, what he says. Well, apparently that's 100% true because during a podcast uh, recently, I think this was on, um, let's see, uh, it doesn't tell me the date, but it was the one of the most recent episodes on Major Nelson podcast, uh, the Major Nelson podcast. He, he was talking about his work meetings and that he uh, he actually uses his Xbox Series S and um, he basically has it all hooked up and he's, you know, talking to, you know, whoever on the meeting and then he'll swap over and be playing a game on his Xbox <laughs> And then, you know, swap back over to the meeting, you know, <laughs> which is actually kind of funny to hear um, that 
you know, here's this guy who's the head of, you know, Xbox and whatnot. And there's no really telling how serious it is because he he also said, you know, don't tell Microsoft CEO Satya, you know, Nadella that he was doing that. <laughs> you know, so maybe he's just joking around, but I could actually see the guy doing that. Uh, you and I have done it before. I've actually done it more than once, uh, especially during meetings uh, when uh, I was with Rejected Logic that uh, I would sit there and I'd be playing a game during the meeting and I would make sure I was on push to talk for discord. And uh, yeah, it was pretty funny because, um, you know, they all caught on pretty quick to what was going on. But uh, yeah, I just think it's neat. You know, here's the CEO of a major company. And during these meetings, he's, you know, playing on his Xbox. So I love it. Just kind of humanizes the guy a little bit more and lets you, uh, let you, uh, you know, know that he's just basically one of the guys it just gives you a lot more it makes me feel a lot more confident in it knowing that there's a gamer who's running a gaming company you know what i mean a true gamer so yeah anyway uh on to my next story uh, i've only got a couple and they're just little goofy things that have happened guys uh there's a new uh uh bug that's in Warzone. i don't know if you've heard about this but it teleports you have you seen this uh, no, but I do have some shit to say about Warzone. So let me say it after you're done. <laughs> sure, sure. So basically, um, you know, Warzone's had a bunch of problems. We all know that that uh, you know they've they've done. I think they've been done their fair share of coming in and you know posting patches as quickly as they can. You know, so forth. Blah 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 blah. Well, there's a clip that was posted to Reddit, and this guy by by a guy called Iguana Mike, and uh, <laughs> I've watched the video, and it's actually pretty funny because. This guy is, um, he's, they're in Verdansk and, uh, he's, he's running forward and then he, he's, you know, it looks like he's by some storage units, right? And then he, he takes off running and he goes to the left and there's a gas station and he gets ready to, you know, jump through a window and he's turning as he's jumping through the window. And then all of a sudden he's not there anymore. He's, um, outside of a aircraft hangar and basically it teleported him 200 meters away from his friends um he shows it on the map and when he teleports he's like all of a sudden he's looking around he's like in the hangar and he's kind of backing up a little bit looking around going what the fuck happened you know um so basically uh yeah he teleported out of it uh this isn't something that you know people have been able to uh mimic um this isn't something that people have been able to trigger or anything like that um it's you know, not something that people are able to do on command. So it's not a cheat. It's not a hack, anything like that. However, it has happened um, in other locations. Now, nobody's able to do it at will, but it has happened randomly here or there. And it's sending people to a random uh, uh, map location. So, so from what I've been reading, there is a theory to it that people think it's... Um, uh, the game has got a glitch where it's accidentally thinking you're disembarking and uh, where, where you jump into action, you know? So uh, where you're jumping, you know, to get off or to jump and it just automatically assumes that you're there and it sets you down in a certain location. Um, and it's not like, you know, crazy or anything like that. It just, you just, appear in a different location. So yeah, um, if you get a chance to see the video, it's actually pretty funny. It's by Iguana Mike. 
Um, it was on Reddit. And uh, yeah, it's pretty funny, man. It It's actually kind of humorous. But yeah, um, now people are worried about it because even though it's rare, people are worried that it's going to, um, you know, somebody's going to learn how to do it and they're going to break the game. Uh, they're going to be able to teleport behind you, kill your whole team, that kind of thing. That would be a shame if that actually happens. I don't think it's going to happen from everything that I've been seeing. It looks like it's just some sort of a random glitch that you're not able to control. So, yeah. yes, obviously, they have to get in and fix it. But, yeah. So, so anyway, that's what I have about that. What were you going to say, though? about uh, Speaking of bugs. Uh, Warzone. <laughs> speaking of bugs, if you play the Rebirth map, if you're familiar with the construction zone, um, I am sick and tired of driving a vehicle by one of the corners. There's a corner where it meets with a... It's on the side with the tents and there is an obstacle that you can't drive over. And I've been killed hitting that invisible obstacle so many times. You can hit it walking. You can hit it running. You can get your vehicle stuck on it. There is absolutely nothing there. (laughs) But there is something that blocks you from movement and it sucks. I hate it so much and I can't explain how much it has killed me. It is one of the dumbest things. You can't even walk over it. If you get up to it, you can't like hurdle over it like a short wall. So whatever it is, it's a large obstacle. Um, but I think you can get shot through it. It's it's ridiculous. And I'm really surprised it's still in the game. However, I am very upset at the game for the rebirth challenges. So the rebirth challenges, if you're not aware of it, it's very close to the challenges that they put up for Halloween. And basically you do a certain amount of things in a certain game mode and you unlock, uh, you know, sprays and headers or whatever they call them um and i don't know eventually if you get them all you get a, a blueprint and that's what everybody wants right um i was planning on finishing all of the challenges in the next like three days because it's very close to the end and they decided to switch the only map that counted towards the progress of those challenges from the Rebirth Trios, which was a game mode that allowed you to respawn as long as anyone in your party was alive. They switched that with the only map that you can now play on that map is um, Rebirth Mini Royale Quads. And automatically, Mini Royale Quads takes out about half of the map because there's already a couple of circles closed. So when you're dropping down, the map is smaller. There are more people in every team. So there are challenges like driving for 20 minutes, which is automatically harder when parts of the map are already off. (laughs) Um, There are challenges for getting um, kills with uh, legendary and common weapons. And the legendaries are harder now because if you die, you have to go to a gulag and then you have to come back and see if you can still find a legendary weapon. It's just not as easy to find legendaries. And now I'm still like managing to get legendary weapons every now and then. But the problem that I've run into is I was 11 kills short on the common weapon kills. And I have played so many games and not found a common weapon. I don't think there are common weapons in the new game mode that is the only game mode that you can play on the rebirth map, which is the only map where you get progress towards the challenges that end in three days. So I'm very upset at Activision for putting up a challenge and then taking down the only means that you can actually get progress towards unlocking 
uh, their event, and it's very upsetting to me. If they haven't fixed it by today, I don't think it's possible. Even if they fixed it on the last day that you could get the progress, um, I don't know if I could get 11 common kills. It was already hard to find common weapons. I would play a lot of games, and common weapons were not common at all. Uh, you would only find them laying on the ground. They would not be in any type of box. Boxes would have green and up. So you would have to find weapons just laying on the ground, and you would have to make sure it was a common weapon. And I've only seen like two different types of common weapons in the game mode. It was like a pistol and maybe an LMG. And now with the new quads, I have not seen any. So I don't know if they're going to actually address this. They should lengthen the time that you have to finish if they're going to do that. But it was like a yeah. big screw you to finishing it. And uh, <laughs> it's it's very upsetting because here's the thing. I worked like I think I worked like seven days in a row or something dumb. And I was looking forward to having one day off where I could like do a bunch of these and that one day off is when they switched the game mode. And I was just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? It was very upsetting. And I am going to complain to Activision about it probably today. And uh, I'm sure I'm not the only person that's pointed it out. But it is very, very annoying that there is no possible way as of yesterday <laughs> to get progress towards the common weapon kills. But yeah, that's my rant. Sorry. Done. No, I thought it was very entertaining, man. Very informative. And uh, yeah, I feel you, bro. I feel you. <laughs> well, my last story uh, is kind of cool, man. You know what speed runs are, right? Speed run. <laughs> yes, I games. think I know what you're talking about. I think I read um, this story. <laughs> well, uh, speed running is pretty popular. People do it and they, they stream it. Um, they do uh, YouTube videos on it, uh, how fast they can get through a game, how quickly you can do certain things in games, etc. Uh, well, I'm going to talk to you about a speed runner in particular by the name of tomato anus and tomato anus has a, uh, <laughs> a very particular set of skills. Uh, now this guy has, um, this guy has done all sorts of things, and I'm going to give you a short list of uh, um, uh, some of the things that he's done. Now, one of the one of the things is uh, he's done five Fallout games combined in under 90 minutes. OK, um, that's one of the coolest things that that I was reading about. But then I started digging a little deeper into this guy. And uh, one of the other Fallout games, Fallout New Vegas, um, he also does sex speed runs. And he uh, went through and slept <laughs> with every possible partner in Fallout New Vegas as quickly as he could. And his current record is under 29 minutes. Well, <laughs> Tomato Anus has, I'm proud like of I you said, not you know, this, this guy is he's got some great skills. You know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, come on. You know, we can learn okay. something from this guy, you know. And uh, so this is what he does. And so he he decided to go ahead and take his uh, 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 speed run sex achievements to Cyberpunk 2077. Now, he wanted to see how fast he'd go from the start of the game to having sex with somebody as quickly as possible. Well, there's a problem. <laughs> I mean, with that's that, what okay? everyone's doing. <laughs> well, there's a problem with it because now it takes quite a while to get out of the prologue. Mm -hmm. of the game because you have to be the 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 prologue has to be to be finished for you to leave the boundaries that of the starting section so 
that's just the way it is. Anyway, so Tomato Anus found a way to get around all that. Okay. Now his current, his, his previous record was around, uh, I think above a little bit over two hours, something like that. Okay. But what he did was he was able to uh, get from the start of the game out of the prologue area and have sex with somebody in 10 minutes and 27 seconds. Um, the way he was able to do this is he maxed out his character's body uh, for stamina, extra stamina, and his reflexes for extra speed. And then he went on, there's three life paths that you can choose. You know, you've played the game. And Street yeah. Kid is the shortest of them. So he took the Street Kid life path and he fast forwarded through all the conversations that he could fast forward through. Uh, there's some of them that you have to sit through. And then he got into the car with Jackie and he was ready to start his first real job. Now, once he went to the mission area, he sprinted past the enemies, ran onto a ledge and started doing something called fist gliding. Now, fist gliding is a glitch. It's a weapon swapping glitch and it, pro it propels you forward if you use the glitch and it propels you faster than what you sprint. So <laughs> he did this and jumped around <laughs> and got that, in some yeah. different positions. And then he used the uh, fall damage glitch that lets you get rid of fall damage uh, using something called sliding. And he got from the top of this building that he ended up jumping onto down to the street by sliding and he was out of the boundaries of the prologue zone. So he fist glides. <laughs> I hate saying that because it just sounds so nasty. He fist glides <laughs> to the sex worker and 1027 convinced her to get down. So uh, that's what he did. However, I did a little research. Okay. And I checked out the leaderboards to this. And as of today, Pookie, underscore 2077 the player has eight minutes and 35 seconds with loads wow. nine minutes and one second with screen loads <sighs> so yeah i'm uh i'm impressed i just refreshed it and yes pookie still stands the leader at eight minutes and 35 seconds. So that's not counting all your load screens, et cetera, because uh, your load screens really are, you know, negligible at the most. Uh, basically, they take the load times out of it because you mm -hmm. may have a hard drive or you may have an SSD. It looked like Tomato Anus had an SSD because his load times were only nine seconds more. <laughs> tomato Anus. And the, the thing that bothers me the most his tomato anus <laughs> is from the U.S. <laughs> tomato anus. What the fuck kind of name is that? I don't get it. I mean, you is that a disease? Is it something that you have to get cut no, off I think of your butt? Talking, <laughs> I think he's talking about the bottom of a tomato. If you get like a beefsteak <laughs> tomato. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he's talking about tomato where all the lines anus. come together. Oh, yeah. The pucker. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, his uh, his uh, time with loading <laughs> screens was only nine seconds more than his runtime, but uh, Pookie's was actually about uh, twenty six seconds uh, longer. But uh, either way, eight minutes and thirty five seconds—that's a hell of a fucking run uh, from the start time to getting your uh, getting your bone on with a virtual partner. So good for you. 
Pookie 2077. Good for you, tomato anus, and uh, all you other people that are in the top nine for uh, getting this done. Um, yeah, I'm proud of you in a weird way. And that's all I have. Speaking of that, I thought you were going to talk about this other speedrun story. Um, did you see the guy? I think it's VG Dinsetsu, I think is who it is. No, 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 no. It's not them. He just talked about it. Some guy in Japan did this. It was a speedrun of Dragon Quest 3. And they found out that if the cartridge got to a certain temperature, that uh-huh. it automatically went to level 99. So they put their Nintendo on a hot plate and they speed run <laughs> for nine, level 99 to the end, which I feel like that falls under cheating. I don't feel like that's a speed run. No, it's not. But, that's a cheat. That's a hack. But, but yeah. I mean, they didn't. They didn't alter the game. They just played at a different temperature. So, like, I mean, yeah. Technically, you're right. I mean, but that's taking what? Well, that's just taking advantage of a glitch. What if it was just a really hot day and you had like a a suit full of ice on so that you didn't burn (laughs) up, but the game got hot enough to go to ninety nine? I mean, that's circumstance of environment. You think you're badass? You think you're badass? (laughs) You did this thing, and then a winter night comes and punks you out <laughs> yeah what's this level one <laughs> but yeah um i just thought that was funny yours was funnier but i did think it was funny that a guy has playing his dragon quest 3 on a hot plate that to skip 98 dude. levels but yeah um though i will close out the show with um the gamer food for thought things that concern gamers today and I will, I will get an actual intro to this segment so that it isn't me talking like a librarian. Um, but the thing that is very concerning, I feel like, to gamers today is how... And we talk about we talk about big business and we talk about branding. And I feel like our audience actually does enjoy us talking about branding because I feel like branding goes hand in hand with consoles and games and all that. Um I think what's concerning oh, gamers today oh. is the fact. You mean something? <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I feel like. Um, <laughs> yeah, not like iron branding. Um, what, I feel like what concerns gamers today is the fact that snack foods are trying to tell you who the sizes are for, and I find that offensive. Do you ever think that? Like, do you ever buy yourself? go to the store and see a family-sized Oreo pack, and you're like, are they trying to make me feel like I cannot eat this? You know? Or party size. Are like, I are just, they trying to make me feel like I need to be in a non-socially distanced party? You know? Do you, do you ever feel that way? Because it's with chips. It's with snacks. There's like family oh, totally. size. Like, do do they care that I'm an orphan? Well, like, I'm not buying a family what if you size. Don't have a family. Of what if you don't have a family, bro? 
That's you know, what and, I'm saying. That's if you all don't they have, have a on the shelf because of COVID. You know, you go, you go to get some toilet paper, and all they have is a fucking family size twenty four pack. It's twelve <laughs> rolls, but they make twenty four rolls, and you don't need all those rolls. But you know what? There's nothing left, and you don't have a family, so you got to pay family size money to get something you, for your single you ass. That use- it's not fair, dude. It's commercialism at its worst, bro. <laughs> You have to use all the rolls that you would use if you still had a family to wipe the tears off your face from crying exactly. about the fact that you bought a family size. Exactly. It's the same thing with exactly. the Kleenex, too. I'm just saying. And wiping it's- the Oreo crust off your face <laughs> from the family pack that you just ate because you're so fucking depressed because all you can buy is family size crap and party size crap because you're never invited to these parties. You don't have a family. Do you, like, what's de- that's just depressing. You have to buy the regular things. If you don't have a family, if you don't get invited to parties, if you don't have the means to throw a party, you might live in like the smallest apartment ever. Like, what's the party size for? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, and then sharing size. Oh, I hate sharing size. Like, Eminem sharing size. It's like what if you demanding don't like that sharing? you share it. That's what I'm saying. You got money. <laughs> Go buy your own. I bought these for me. You know, yeah, I'm sharing myself. I'm sharing these M&Ms with me. Not I mean, with you. Jo- joking aside, what I'm saying is that why do they feel compelled to tell you how to use sizes? Why doesn't M&Ms come in normal size, you know, large, extra large, double extra large size? Like, do they think that those words trigger the fact that they make you fat? Do they think that you'll buy less? If you see it as largeness well, and size, because it doesn't make any if, sense. Why would they try to encourage you to eat less? What if they, they want it you to might buy confuse more. people though, man? If you have a small, medium, large XXL and an XXXL. Oh yeah, that does confuse me with little um, Debbies because they got the it, big packs that are not people, just bro. more, but they're larger. Because you know can what you I mean? only buy a small pack if you're <laughs> small, or can, do you have to be you know large to buy a large pack? I. What if I'm what if I'm medium, but I want an XXL pack? Can I buy an XXL pack, but I'm medium? Yeah, and like, what about the twin? Are they packs? only for certain people? Like, what the twin packs don't make sense either. If you're by yourself, I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. I, I don't know. It's just it was bothering me the other day thinking about it. The fact that the branding is telling you how to use a product. You know what I mean? Like I think the triggering yeah. word was sharing. I must have Who not been in the they? sharing mood. They're not my mother. Yeah, yeah like like a sharing size. You're like, not my mom. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you know now you're gonna tell me to say thank you after I buy it. What is the bag gonna go say thank you? No, you know what? You know what, Mars? You know what, Hershey's? You're, you're halfway you know what, in the- <laughs> Fuck you. You're halfway in the bag, and the bag has a little audio thing like a birthday card in it and it's like i think you've had enough (laughs) (laughs) i only said five mister (laughs) oh my gosh i just i I only said two cookies (laughs) i just it is just so weird you only do it with consumables it doesn't make any sense with um like like a card table that comes with four chairs. It doesn't say family pack. Like, duh, it comes with four chairs, you know? Um, freaking, you know, a pack of, a pack of like, storage containers for food doesn't say party size. They assume that you need more than one, you know? You know, it'll say uh-huh. bonus, you know, when it's, like, not consumables. It'll be, like, bonus 
five or bonus three or bonus extra ounces. It doesn't say party size. And what's interesting is it does that with seasonings. Seasonings will say bonus, but they won't say family. This doesn't say say party size of pepper. It says bonus four ounces or something. Why don't they do that with beer, man? Do they do it with beer? Are there family? No. <laughs> I guess you can't put family on it. <laughs> they should. They should put like family pack <laughs> and party size. <laughs> Children, children's pack. It comes with two non-alcoholics in it. <laughs> it's a, a family 12 pack, pack with two with two non-alcoholics in it for the kids. Don't mix them up. <laughs> it could be an old guy on a lawn chair <laughs> with one flip-flop on. Mama's sitting on the porch. <laughs> Susie Chain's in the front yard with a glittery tube top. <laughs> tube tube, listen. It's a family pack of beer. That'd be great. <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah, you don't see it on you don't see it on alcohol because they don't want to at all shame you for being alcoholic. Um, like a, a large container of wine doesn't say, you know, family size. Whatever happened to the party balls, man? I don't know. It's just weird to think about. I feel like it's just with snacks. I feel like snacks want to make you think that you cannot eat them all by yourself. (laughs) And I have a problem with that. But you know you perfectly can. Yeah, it's just like, you just can't tell me what I can or can't. Here's the thing is, there's days where I can't even eat the normal size. And then what am I? You know? Because if you're saying that the family size requires a family <laughs> to eat it. And then the normal size, like, I have to eat all that now? Because now it makes the normal containers feel like, you know, a serving size. When they're not, if you read the back, so what you'll is, say how many so servings the normal there are. Size, what is the normal size going to say to you when you're halfway through it and you decide to wrap it up? Mom <laughs> was right about you. <laughs> yeah, it just tells you you're a quitter. You're like, you're like, there's eight servings in this Oreo container, dude. And you're closing like, it. You're closing it. And it says, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, we're just disappointed in you. <laughs> Since when did you oh. follow rules? <laughs> this has taken a terrible turn. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Quitter. If you quit now, you'll quit at everything. <laughs> oh, it's just shit. just food for thought. My it's just it's coming back in a rush. It's just the idea that they uh they they encourage you in the direction that you're supposed to consume. It's just weird. They give you ideas. I don't know. The thing is, what do they expect you to do? Let's think about it from the practical point of view. I guess we can keep talking, but I don't want to. But like, what are they expecting to happen? You're throwing a party and you go down the snack food aisle and you're like, oh, well, I better buy the party size. You know, oh, I better buy the party size because I'm throwing a party. But in actuality, you know exactly how much you need of everything. Most people who are throwing a party yeah. probably buy multiples of party sizes of some things and then singulars of others. You know, they know they're not stupid. They know how much they need of everything, you know, and on the vice versa to it, you're not going to go down the chip aisle and see a party size of chips and go, you know what? I could throw a party. No, no one's going to do that. <laughs> no one's going to get the idea <laughs> to throw a party from the packaging and no one's going to feel compelled to have to buy party sizes because they're throwing a party. They will buy, you know, whatever they think is appropriate. They might buy. And no one's going to stand there and sizes. look longingly 
at the party <laughs> sizes going, why don't I have any friends? Yeah, you're not going to get to the register with a family size of Oreos, a party size of chips, a sharing size of M&Ms, and the cashier is going to be like, whoa, what are you, are, is this for your, are you throwing a party or wait, is this, wait, is this just two of you or is this the, is this a family? They're not going to be like losing their minds over the fact that you have multiple sizes, you know, it's just people buy what they need and they know how much they need. I just think it's like, I'm just worried that I'm going to get up there and they're going to think fatty. (laughs) Right. And then there's, yeah. And that's the thing is that actually I'm not, I could care less because what I'm thinking is I can't wait to get this shit to my car. Right, but that's the honest <laughs> truth. Is there's probably a lot of people that feel uncomfortable buying family sizes of things because they're just like, they probably will buy it and then tell the cashier like, it, it's for the kids. You know, I got. Oh, kids. if that's you true, know? that's sad. If that you is know? true, that is sad, man. It yeah, really is. It, it, be proud, is it has man. To be, be proud, true. eaters. Be proud. <laughs> I'm one of you. That's what I'm saying. Is like, then Three rows on the of flip Oreos, side, it's just no shame. problem. The thing no is, problem. then then the marketing is just shame tactics, and then that's messed up. So I don't know. So if you have an opinion, let us know. I know we spent half the podcast talking about I say eat it. <laughs> sizes of snacks, but is it to encourage you to throw parties? Is it to make you feel guilty about eating a lot? Is it to make you make purchases without thinking when you are throwing a party? Like, what is the point of party sizes? I don't understand. Because I feel like if you see a naturally larger box and you naturally want more, you will buy more. I don't feel like it has to tell you where and how you're going to use it. That's just my opinion. I wonder if it would work if I got underwear that said party size. (laughs) Family pack. (laughs) Okay, well, that 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 is a show for us um happy new year everyone thanks for tuning in and uh be sure to eat your cabbage and your black-eyed peas and uh i guess i will add that because uh my wife told me to pick up cabbage and black-eyed peas today for good luck and uh she said that we can't have another year like 2020 and i said didn't we eat cabbage and (laughs) black-eyed peas last year and she said yes but we must have not ate enough <laughs> so, <laughs> i ain't eat none i ain't eat none of them so, so that being it. said dude i'm eating enough for you so <laughs> i'm gonna have a guinness and some pizza yeah i i do wish that our good luck foods down. were <laughs> i wish that our good luck foods were better foods though i do comment on that i wish it was you know pizza what good luck food needs to be pizza and alcohol the good <laughs> the, the new good luck the new good luck food the new good luck food needs to be fiddle faddle party size anything was the correct answer you were looking party for. size fiddle faddle <laughs> as long as it's party size it is a good luck food you just have to finish it <laughs> no you just got to finish it that's all <laughs> yeah okay that being said that's the show and thanks for tuning in we will be back next week with more of the newest news in gaming and more random food for thought for gamers and things that matter to gamers and remember it's not the newest news in gaming unless it's new to us (laughs) 
<laughs> we need just like 10 taglines at the end where it's just us rambling for like two minutes. <laughs> Bob was right about you.